Good morning. I don't know if any of you guys can relate to getting distracted when you try to read the Bible. Okay, I heard at least one chuckle. Thank God. Thank God I'm not alone. You know, when I finally grew up enough to figure out what I wanted to do with the rest of my life, um, I, I realized that I wanted to, to pursue God and His Word and, and share His Word with other people. And by God's grace, I've, I've had an opportunity to live into that more and more over the last several years. Uh, but as part of my journey towards that, I ended up going to a school called Multnomah Bible College. And for me, college was great. There was just one consequence, you know, caveat to that. And that is anytime the Bible turns into a textbook, something in you dies a little bit. Because it's something that you have to read. You want to read it, sure, but you have to read it. And I would find myself sitting down, opening up my Bible to try to encounter God, and instead I encountered my schoolwork, and my brain started throwing all sorts of bunnies in, you know, like rabbit trails for me to chase and follow. And it was so frustrating. I just kept getting distracted. So I, I began a, a spiritual practice for a season of my life to help me focus, and I began to write out longhand the scriptures. So I'd just show up, I'd open up my Bible, and I began in Psalms, in Psalm 1, and I just wrote out, you know, blessed is a man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. And what I found was my brain was as distracting as it ever has been. Only my brain is much, much faster than my hands. So I went on like three separate mental tangents before my hand finished the last word of that line. And then I got to read it. Oh, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. And so for a season of life, I just, I just <laughs> copied the scriptures longhand. And for me, it was, it, it was eye-opening. It, it connected me to God and to his word in a brand new way. And it taught me a whole lot of things that I'd never seen before. For instance, if you're writing something longhand, it needs to be written. Because if it can be edited out, I'm going to skip it. So this realization that for hundreds and thousands of years, scribes have faithfully been writing every word that's within our Bible, it, it just taught me that everything is important. And if it's repeated, <laughs> that means it's extra important not to miss it. But when I'm, when I'm reading, I'm, I'm too efficient. So there's a psalm. We're going to be in it today, Psalm 136. And there's this refrain in Psalm 136. And so I want you to repeat after me, his love endures forever. Would you just say that this morning? All right. If you're online, I didn't hear you. Shout louder next time. Um, but thank you. So you guys have just memorized half of Psalm 136. Congratulations. Because that little his love endures forever refrain occurs 26 times. Which means that in my efficient brain, my brain goes, oh, I know what that line says, so I'm going to skip it. And so I start reading Psalm 36, skipping every other line because, of course, I know what it says. But when you're writing longhand, you don't have that luxury. And I found myself writing, give thanks to the Lord for he is good 
his love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of Lords. Oh, yeah, his love endures forever. I realize this isn't something to be skipped. This is, this is the most important thing. And it changed the way that I read that psalm. And so this morning, sorry, there it is. Uh, this morning we are going to be in Psalm 136. And as we read it together, I'm going to read the first line. And I want you guys to remind me every verse as we go that God's love endures forever. And I want to encourage us to, to speak it, to remember it, to say it, to not get distracted and think, oh, I know this part. Therefore, therefore it, it is not as important. This is the most important thing to remember. So let's read Psalm 136 this morning. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love Oh, you're great. Give thanks to the God of gods. And give thanks to the Lord of lords. To him who alone does great wonders. And who by his understanding made the heavens. And who spread out the earth upon the waters. His love endures forever. Who made the great lights. The sun to govern the day. And the moon and the stars to govern the night. Look around you. Better yet, take a drive down the gorge. Look at the handiwork of our God and realize that our God's love is expressed in every act of creation you see. All creation screams out that his faithful love endures. Now to him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt, his love endures forever. And brought Israel out from among them, love endures forever. And with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, love endures forever. By to him who divided the Red Sea asunder, love endures And brought Israel through the midst of it, his love endures But swept away Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea, his love endures forever. The God whose love is demonstrated so clearly in creation is the same God whose love is demonstrated in his care for his people. When he rescued them out of bondage, out of slavery, out of oppression, and when their, when their foes came after them, when they were pinned up against the ocean, when they were doomed and they were all going to die, this God made a way for them to be saved and took care of their enemies. So they'll never bother them again. God's love expressed in creation is expressed also in his care for his people. And it doesn't stop there. To him who led his people through the wilderness, his love endures forever. And to him who struck down great kings, his love endures forever. And killed mighty kings, his love endures forever. Sihon, king of the Amorites, his love endures forever. And Og, king of Bashan, his love endures forever. And gave their land as an inheritance, his love endures forever. An inheritance to his people, Israel. His servant Israel, sorry. It's kind of a, a weird thing for us modern Americans to celebrate. Yeah, God killed these kings. Wait, what? 
But the story goes is that Israel is about to enter into God's promised land. The land that God promised them is on the other side of a river. And as they're waiting, these local nations come to attack them, come to destroy them, to obliterate them. And God rescues and saves his people and then blesses them abundantly with land that was not their own. What a mighty, amazing, providing God we serve. And he remembered us in our lowest state. His love endures forever. And he freed us from our enemies. His love endures forever. And we're back to creation. He gives food to every creature. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of all heaven. His love endures forever. Our God's love expressed in creation is expressed also in his care for Israel. And he takes care of every living thing on this planet. It's all an expression of his steadfast love. So this morning here, we want to give thanks to the Lord because we remember and we trust and we hope in his never-ending love. See, Psalm 136, it wasn't written, I don't think, at a time when life was going really well for the people of Israel. <laughs> in fact, quite the opposite. I think it was, it was written or at least reflected upon as these people have been driven out of their homes and they've watched the loved ones be killed and they've been drugged away by a powerful army into exile and there in a foreign land as they reflect upon the mighty works of God, they learn to sing his love still endures forever. And it's by remembering the works of God in the past that we can have trust in him in the present that he has a future, and so we have hope. And so this morning, we are going to practice this. Hopefully, all of you guys have that sheet of paper and a pen, and on one side of it, there's this line that says, we're going to take three minutes, and we're going to remember together what God has done for us. So if you're online, grab something to write on. I encourage you to do this longhand, and not with your thumbs on the keyboard of your cell phone, uh, but Regardless, remembering is the important part. And we're going to give you three minutes to just reflect on this last year. What has God done in your life? And as a primer, remember a year ago, there was that protest at the Capitol that turned riotous and, and somewhat scary. A year ago, the vaccine was developed and being rolled out to first responders and to the most vulnerable in our society. And, and then we got into the spring and you know, different groups of people became eligible. And then there was at one time, remember this, when we got to take the face masks off and see each other? That happened this last year. Feels like a long time ago, because it was. And Portland hit some very high triple-digit heat. All right, that was like six months ago. Okay, so just to, like, it's a long period of time, or at least it feels like a really long period of time. And we're going to remember, what has God done? So you have three minutes just to write. We're going to be quiet and write together. Go.
Feel free to keep writing. My hope, my hope is that, as you remember, we would be comforted and realize that truly God's love does endure forever. But it's been a hard year. And I wouldn't be surprised if maybe there's some of you who are still having a hard time. Maybe you spent the last three minutes and you were trying to think and you, you come up empty and you come up dry, which is really not ideal. <laughs> it means that life has been hard. But in the people of God, there's actually room for that. See, there's a psalm that I've been reflecting on, Psalm 77. I'm not going to read it. I'm going to just summarize what I, what I see going on. In Psalm 77, the, the psalmist is having a hard time. He is so troubled he can't sleep at night, and he's crying out to God all the time. God, like, how long? When, when will this be fixed? When will this be better? And he says, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to remember the deeds of the Most High. And so he reflects upon what God has done in his life, and it doesn't work. He comes up empty. In fact, after saying, like, I'm going to remember what God's done, he ends up saying, God, has your, has your never-ending love stopped? Have you forgotten to be compassionate? Have your promises come to an end? But then, but then he does something extra special. He says, I'm going to do something else. I'm going to appeal to the years of the Most High. And, and he calls his, his mind uh, to, to remember God again. Only this time, he's not remembering his own life. He's remembering the life of the people of Israel. He goes all the way back to the story of the Exodus and to the Red Sea, to the story of, of a hopeless situation where people were about to be killed. And even though God could not be seen in that situation, yet he led his people through a miraculous path through the waters. It was a, it was a time when his own memory was insufficient to comfort him. And so he had to fall back upon the memory of God's people. And so this morning, as we remember God's faithful love, I want us to praise him because we remember and we trust and we hope in his never-ending love. So just in case there's some of you who are so discouraged this morning that your own memory is insufficient, we want to take time to tell you the stories of how God has been faithful to us, that, that our memories might comfort you now in whatever you're going through. And so we're going to have several people um, have prepared to just uh, share stories from this last year. And if in your writing you've come up with something, uh, we're going to have a praise time at the end where you can come up and just share a praise about what God has done in your life. But because I have the microphone, I'm going to go first. So, um, You know, 20... For, for me and my family, 2021 was really rough. It was, it was a very hard year. Uh, and the hardships really took two forms. One is that my wife and I found out that we were pregnant. And if you see me run out of here, it's because we're going to go to the hospital. Like, <laughs> we're that close to baby. And we were so excited about this child. The child has always been um, someone that we were looking forward to. Um, but the complications of pregnancy and the health issues that went with it just felt like it couldn't have come at a worse time. It was really hard. And yet, I watched God 
just show up through his people over and over again. And in fact, Alex one time asked me how I was doing, and I said, you know, with the amount of like love and resources and like care that has been poured into our lives from the people of God, we should by all rights be thriving as it is we are barely making it, but we're making it. God has just been really good to us. And now we are eagerly anticipating meeting our son. You know, the other hardship has been, uh, and you have noticed, is that there's been a number of people leave this church and go elsewhere. Many of them were dear friends, and they left for a, a wide variety of reasons, some of which I'm very excited about and some of which I was far less than enthusiastic about. Um, and uh, as someone who was already struggling with how do, I, how do we lead uh, God's people and feeling really inadequate for the task, that was, that was a real hardship. And yet, again, I watched God show up over and over again like at every moment that I'm, I'm discouraged and I'm really down, like I got a random text from a friend who's in California that I haven't spoken to in two years. And it's like, thank you, God. <laughs> I needed that. And, and for me, uh, there, was this, there was this moment this year as I'm dealing with all my insecurities and like I do. Uh, and I found myself, I've been praying for a long time, like, God, would you bring someone who's like competent and knows what they're doing uh, to to lead your people. And, and at a point, it just it came so crystal clear that I don't trust God. I don't. That's why I'm praying this. It's like, God, I don't actually trust that you know what you're doing, that you're good and in charge, and that you care about these people. Because I'm asking you to put someone else here. Maybe, maybe I just need to actually trust you that you are good and that you do care about these people and that the leadership that you've put in place here at the church is the leadership that you want for this time. And I went, okay, I'll trust you and I'll stop praying that. You know, please bring more help, but, uh, <laughs> but I'll trust you. And, uh, and he's been good. And through all, all the, the ups and the downs of, of 2021, I have been, like I, I end the year being so encouraged, which in, in a way is, is almost mind boggling. Like I don't quite understand why I am where I am, but I am so encouraged and I'm so excited about what God has been doing in my life and in your lives. I am thrilled that last week Katie got baptized. And you don't know, I'm going to praise later, but I'm thrilled that Thursday this week Ellen got baptized. And God, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. God has been so, so good to us. And so that's, that's just part of my story. There's a lot more to share, but there's other people that you need to hear from. So uh, Courtney... I believe next is going to come up and share her story. And then uh, a couple people recorded videos. They weren't, uh, one of them's down in kid care. And uh, so we have a, a few videos to play for you. And then we're going to just respond and thank God for his never ending love. So Courtney, come on up. Last week, I shared a praise, um, and this week I wanted to specifically address one thing God has worked on in me this year. And um, last week, I brought up that the Lord showed me I had an idol, um, and I'd call it the idol of productivity. So for me, that meant that 
um, for me to be and feel good, um, it was dependent on how much I could do and how much I could accomplish. Um, and if I, if I didn't accomplish all that I set out to do, then I wasn't well. And um, when I had my health issues last year, um, and I couldn't do anything except for take care of myself, um, I had to be without my productivity. And so it was taken away from me, and I could see how I struggled so much. Um, and so this is a wonderful psalm that comes to mind. This is Psalm 127, the first couple of verses. It says, Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil. For he gives to his beloved sleep. And uh, further on in the year, um, I think the Lord was pointing out what was underneath um, all of that. And this psalm used the word anxious. Um, I actually had a dream where a doctor told me that my problem was that I was doing ministry out of a spirit of impatience. And I remember waking up from the dream feeling really deeply convicted. And in James 5, um, there are several verses about being patient. Um, it says, be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until it receives the early and late rains. You also be patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, brothers, that you may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. As an example of suffering and patience, brothers, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Behold, we consider those blessed who remain steadfast. You've heard of the steadfastness of Job, and you have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. And that's it. Thank you. We've got such programs to uh, play the videos of people who have uh, recorded their their stories for us. It'll be just one sec. Hi, family of grace. I wanted to share with you guys um, a few of the ways I have seen God be faithful to me and to just show his faithfulness and love and care for me this year. Um, one big gift God has chosen to give us is... Um, the gift of this baby um, that um, I am carrying right now and uh, will give birth to anytime. And we really wanted a fourth child, but pregnancy has been really hard on my body and has caused some really debilitating feet and low back pain issues. And so we just felt like it was unwise to pursue having a fourth child. And God um, gave us a surprise pregnancy and the gift of this child. And I feel like as a good father said, I want to give you this good gift you want, and I'm going to walk you through it. And my fears of my feet and my back 
getting even worse than they had been has not come true. God has blessed me and sustained me and near now near the end of my pregnancy. Um, I feel like I have more tools of how to help my feet than I had before the pregnancy started and my pain issues are nowhere near as bad as I feared they would be and better than I hoped and he's taken just good care of us. Um, yeah, another thing with this pregnancy was I got really sick in my first trimester with morning sickness. Um, got diagnosed with hyperemesis gravidarum, which is just super severe um, sickness in pregnancy. And um, kind of pattering um, out uh, a pattern out of um, off of what Jesus said to his father in his crucifixion. Um, his prayer of, um, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. One of my mantras that um, became my prayer during my morning sickness time was, um, Father, into your hands I commit my body and, my, and the sickness. And just um, this desire to trust him with it and that he would get me through it, that there's nothing I was able to do to help things be better that I knew of and I just wasn't working to endure and I got way more sick than I realized and I my um, electrolytes were super depleted my potassium got dangerously low and there was a time at 10 o'clock at night the midwife calls after seeing my blood work and says I go to the hospital tonight go to the ER tonight and I was so sick that even like sitting upright in the wheelchair that Jordan pushed me into the ER on like was really hard on my heart to be upright. So I crawled down and lay down on the, the emergency room floor. I waited to be seen. And they found I was very dangerously uh, low in a bunch of different areas of my body. I was just super depleted from being super sick for a really long time. And God orchestrated it so that we had childcare so I could go in. My mom was visiting. Um, my sister-in-law knew to um, suggest I get the labs done. My midwife totally missed that. Um, and he was, God was looking out for me. And after four days of being on IVs, I was finally um, stabilized and my, my, uh, electrolytes were in normal range again and I was able to go home um, feeling better than I had for a long time and um, it was just special to as I had said God I'm giving my my sickness my body to you that he had it he had me and he was taking care of me even when I didn't know how to take care of myself and so I just want to praise him that he's been good to me that he's taking care of me um, and he's walk me through something rough and our family through something rough um, but is giving us good gifts along the way so he is good we've seen god's faithfulness in the last year the most through being with our foster kids the kids mom and one of their dads are deeply broken traumatized people who have left deep scars on the kids nai and tay would come home from parent visits absolutely manic after visits, Tay would pee everywhere, and Naya would have body convulsions on the floor, 
uncontrollably screaming, expletives, flipping furniture, throwing food everywhere, ripping the books in half, clearing off countertops, mashing anything in sight. Tay would drool uncontrollably and screech. Yeah, it seriously looked like something, I mean, it seriously looked like something out of the Bible. We often thought about the boy with convulsions that Jesus healed. And so after visits, we started praying with him in Jesus' name, saying, in Jesus' name, we rebuke the enemy and give you no power over our children. And you are not allowed to harass these kids. And we would thank Jesus for your blood that gives us power over the enemy. And it, it had a night and day difference. Maya would have nightmares where she could see creatures with red flaming eyes that would just scare her senseless, and all she could do was scream and point uh, to where she could see them, and so we would just pray out loud, rebuking the enemy and saying that this is Jesus' house and it has to leave, which was the only thing that would um, help her calm down. And at one point, uh, I described the kids' behaviors to our certifier, and she jokingly said, oh gosh, they sound demon-possessed, and it really wasn't funny. Um, we, it became very clear to us that they, they were indeed suffering from demonic oppression. Um, but shortly after, you know, the kids got saved, um, they, Naya got, they both got saved in October, and shortly after that, I had a dream that Naya was being spiritually oppressed, and her face distorted in the same way that a friend of mine who had been spiritually oppressed, her, her face had distorted in my dream. And so in my dream, I started to pray for her. And then when I woke up, it still felt so real that I kept praying for her. And the next morning she said, oh, you know, at breakfast, Mom, Mama, I had a nightmare where I was being chased by a big scary dog and it was going to bite me and I couldn't wake up. So I said, Jesus, help me, Jesus, help me. And then my eyes opened and I was awake. I told her, oh, wow, I had a dream last night that you were scared and Jesus woke me up to pray for you so you wouldn't be scared. She was shocked and said, how did you know I was scared? And I told her, well, it sounds like Jesus knew you were scared and he helped you not be scared. And, you know, kind of since then, since uh, they got saved, um, we haven't really seen that. We haven't uh, seen that be an issue and have actually seen them grow in ways, uh, grow in the ways they relate to God and grow in the ways they trust God on their own. Um, till about Thursday night, Thursday night was this past Thursday was the first time we've seen that pop up since then. And Maya had a really bad nightmare where she got up and, um, or she was up and came and got us and said, I had a bad nightmare. And, um, she had, you know, my eyes were playing tricks on me, which is what we've kind of come to understand as her way of, um, her way of expressing it. She saw a demon, um, and I had, you know, I said, okay, taking her back into bed and said, okay, why don't you go ahead and ask God to help you? And she you know, went right ahead and prayed, God, I'm scared. Can you help me, please? I know you can protect me and you, you, you won't let anything come in our house. And so then I prayed in Jesus name, rebuking the enemy. And she settled down and couldn't see it anymore and went back to sleep. And I think that's been what's been so encouraging is to see her grow in her trust that Jesus is stronger than her fears or is stronger than demons. And she she can ask him for help. And she doesn't need us to ask him for help. She can go right to him and ask him for help. 
And so we've seen him be faithful by showing himself faithful to our kids, which is, you know, of course, encouraging to us as well. I think for me, reading Acts has made me ask God to make my life match what believers' lives in the Bible look like. It's made me ask the Holy Spirit to work in and through us like he did then. And we really do see him at work in powerful ways. He is bringing the kingdom. He is casting out the enemy. And he is bringing healing and transformation right right in front of our eyes. Um, even, even despite the discouraging things that still do exist, uh, we take heart because he has overcome the world. And over the past year, I've cried out many times to God about the injustice that we've seen in the kids' lives. And we've just seen him begin to answer in small but huge ways Mm -hmm. by drawing them to him and um, comforting them. He's just increased my longing so much for the day when Jesus returns and sets up his kingdom free of pain um, and sin and injustice. Yeah, he is faithful. He's faithful.